So, here we are. Didn't see this coming. It's me, Cindy. In our houses, most of us, stuck like we've never been stuck before. There's no preparing for it, easing into it, or even having an inkling it would be coming, so that's a disadvantage. But astronaut Scott Kelly, the guy who spent nearly a year in the International Space Station, did get to prepare to ease into it and then live through it. Lucky for us. He's sharing what he learned. Here is his list of tips on living in isolation from someone who literally has been there. Number one, follow a schedule. On the space station, Scott says his time was scheduled very tightly from the moment he woke up to when he went to sleep. Maintaining a plan creates a structure to help you and your family adjust to a different work and home life environment. And at least for me, help me get off Facebook once in a while. Number two, pace yourself. If you've never worked from home before, this is the truth. When you're living and working in the same place for days on end, work can have a way of just taking over into everything if you let it. So this is where that scheduling and a hefty dose of self-discipline come in. Schedule in downtime, fun stuff, relaxing, a breather, the smell the roses kind of thing. He also says setting a consistent bedtime is important. Bedtime is an easy thing to waffle when you're not a slave to an alarm clock, but Scott says that NASA scientists who closely studied astronauts' sleep in space found that the quality of sleep relates to cognition, mood, and even relationships. So bedtime, it's not just for kids. Also, it could be later because we are, after all, grown-ups. Next, he says, go outside. I'm going to read what he wrote because it's pretty interesting. He said, and I quote, One of the things I missed most while living in space was being able to go outside and experience nature. After being confined to a small space for months, I actually started to crave nature, the color green, the smell of fresh dirt, the feel of the warm sun on my face. He also said as an astronaut, going outside is not just dangerous, but takes days of preparation. So lucky us, all we have to do is swing the door open and stroll out and get a dose of vitamin D, a burst of fresh air, maybe dig in the garden, do the yard work you were hoping would do itself. That's never going to happen. Take the dog for a walk, or if you have a dog like Ruby, let her take you for the walk. Got no dog? Take yourself for a walk. Or sit on the back step and look around. Outside is pretty, pretty especially when spring is bringing everything back to life again. Oh, and bird seed and a couple of bird feeders will give you even more to look at. It's a scientific fact that spending time in nature is good for you both physically and mentally. You know what else is? Hate to toss this on you, but exercise. So if you're so inclined, you can work out a bit or more if you're ambitious or heartbroken that the gym is closed. I'm talking to you, Carrie and Dawn. For those of us leaning more towards slackerism, at least do something to move your bones and muscles every day. Yoga, stretching, a round of aerobics, jogging, you know the options. And if you're stuck for how to, all you have to do is go on YouTube or troll Facebook for videos or posts about live classes on Facebook Live or Zoom. And can we just take two seconds to give a cheer that we have the internet as our companion on this lockdown? Phew, man. You know what else you could find online? A hobby, which is number four on Scott's list. He says, if you don't already have one, get one. It's a great opportunity to play around with a new craft, a new instrument, building something, maybe a bird feeder. And we always have books, even with libraries closed. There's the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y. It connects to library systems so you can borrow audiobooks or download Kindle versions to sink into. Something really soothing about being able to check out of this and dive into another life. 
If you're anything like me, you probably have a few or more books that you've brought home over the years with the intention of reading, but haven't yet. Good news, sad books. It's your turn. Next up on Scott's list of how to stay sane. He didn't call it that. I'm calling it that. Number five, keep a journal. You know, I've always been a big fan of keeping a journal, mostly because when something is troubling me, I can sort of work it out on paper or get it out of my system. Of course, sometimes I think I'd better burn them all before my daughter stumble on them after I, well, you know, let's not go there now, get back to I'm not the only one who thinks that journals are great. It turns out NASA has been studying the effects of isolation on humans for decades. And one surprising finding they have made is the value of keeping a journal. During his time in space, Scott said he took the time to write almost every day. It's not just about, dear diary, here's what I did today, but here's how I felt about it. Here's what I thought of. Realizations, ponderings, memories. Writing helps you shape or alter a perspective on what you're going through. It gives you something interesting to look back on. But maybe you want to get rid of them before your kids... Never mind. Number six, listen to experts you know, the people who have studied and mastered whatever it is they're talking about, whether it's science, medicine, government, not the people who are offering their best guess in the form of a valid opinion or shooting from the hip to fill TV time or just making stuff up to stir up trouble. I'm talking to you, Russian trolls. Especially in a challenging time like the one we're living through now, when we have to seek out answers and information from those who know the most about it, Social media and random websites can be transmitters of misinformation in the same way handshakes can transmit viruses. So make a point of seeking out reputable sources of fact, like go to the World Health Organization, the John Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center, and for God's sake, don't forward or share a story or report if you don't know it's valid. Some people just take that stuff literally. Take a minute to do a Google search. Sometimes RussianTroll.com is the only source of the story. That'll tell you something. Sometimes it's one of a few sources that you've never heard of. Just like we're trying to stop transmitting this virus, we need to stop transmitting bad info, imaginary statistics, fairy tales about what happened to whoever. You get what I mean, right? If you can't absolutely know that it is a true fact, don't pass it on. Like I said, some people will think it's real just because it came from you. But sharing the good, valuable, positive, encouraging, informative stuff, that's fine. Actually, that's good. After all, we're all in this together and we should do anything we can do to help each other out. And last, our wise astronaut says, we need to take time to connect. Scientists have found that isolation is damaging not only to our mental health, but to our physical health as well especially our immune systems, to which I say, uh uh-oh. But thanks to the boatloads of technology we're plugged into, staying or getting in touch couldn't be easier. Facebook, Facebook Messenger, texting, email, the real-time face-to-face visits we can do with WhatsApp, Skype, FaceTime. Although I'm wishing my camera was more flattering. But my favorite is still the good old-fashioned landline. Ever try to cradle your cell phone to your shoulder while you're multitasking? Not going to happen. I still prefer an actual telephone, bulky enough to allow for dishwashing or feeding the dog or eating cake without interrupting a great conversation. And right now, we have this special gift of extra time to call friends and family that you always want to talk to but never really have enough time. And I'm putting that to use in a big way. 
I've been clocking hours sinking deep into great chats with great friends. And if that's the best thing that's going to come out of this, I'll take it. Plus, making time to connect every day doesn't just leave you feeling all warm and fuzzy and sometimes comforted and reassured. It might actually help you fight off viruses. Oh, plus there's TV, real time and on demand and all the streaming options. Have you watched Apple's The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and an adorable Billy Crudup who is so good you can't take your eyes off him? Doesn't hurt that he's, well, probably couldn't take my eyes off him anyway. And I just watched the first three episodes of Hulu's Little Fires based on the novel and starring Reese Witherspoon, who's really making this TV series thing work for her. What are you watching? Come on, share, because who doesn't love a good TV show? Especially when you have a little extra time to be watching. We'll be okay, you know. For now, we'll just make the best of a difficult situation with TV and connecting and going outside and making a schedule and writing about all of it in our journal, right? And I'm here. I have dozens of other episodes if you want to listen to more of the It's Me, Cindy podcast where, you know, it's just me sharing info and ideas and stuff to help us all be happy and well.